Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Rabbi Alex Israel on Parashat Miketz. Did you know that Pardes from Jerusalem is on Spotify? Follow us there for the weekly Parsha podcast or by visiting elmod.pardes.org. And now, Rabbi Alex Israel. Shalom. Welcome to Pardes from Jerusalem. This is Alex Israel, and I'm delighted to be with you to discuss Parshat Miketz. This week we're going to talk a little bit about uh, faith and uh, what that means within our lives. Does faith in God mean a suspension of human initiative? Does a God-fearing person just adopt a fatalistic position? saying that God will take care of our future. And the reason why I'm raising this question is because of a rather troubling statement of the famous commentator Rashi, um, which ends, which is sort of a bridge between the end of Parashat Vayeshev, last week's Parsha, last week's Torah portion, and this week's. If you recall, Last week's uh, Torah portion saw Joseph, Yosef, in jail, interpreting the dreams of the butler and the baker. And as uh, he predicts, the baker will be put to death, but the butler will return to his position. And it's at this point that Yosef turns to the, um, to the butler and asks him to uh, remember him when he gets to his, to his uh, elevated position. This is what he says. He says, When all is well with you, please remember me and do me the kindness of mentioning me to Pharaoh so as to free me from this awful place. However, his hopes were absolutely dashed. We read in the closing line, of last week's parsha, the law zachar sar hamashkimet Yosef faishkachehu, but the butler did not remember Yosef. In fact, he forgot him. It's sort of a a double phrase, right? He didn't remember him; he forgot him, almost as if I don't know. Maybe he was trying to forget his criminal past, his past in jail, and he put all of this to the back of his mind. Rashi here quotes the Midrash Rabbah, the Bereshit Rabbah, and he makes quite a, 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 an intense comment. And he says, Yosef asur Because Joseph relied on this other human being, he was forced to wait as a sort of as a penance, as a, as a punishment yet another two years in jail, as it says in Tehillim, Happy is the man who relies on God and doesn't turn to all sorts of nonsenses. In other words, rather than Yosef trying to hope that the butler would drop his name before Pharaoh, um, he should have just relied directly on God and not even made that approach to the butler at all. Now, what can I say? 
I have to say that I studied this uh, Rashi from a very, very young age. And it has always struck me as, it's always given me some sort of extreme discomfort. Because, really, does faith in God preclude human effort? Is human action a lack of faith and belief? Does Judaism deride and sort of put down taking responsibility? We've just celebrated the miracle of Hanukkah for eight days. But if the Maccabees hadn't fought, as we talk about in our, in our prayers, then there really would have been no miracle of Hanukkah. So where is the line between human initiative and divine guidance? In short, was Yosef wrong? I'd like to compound this with understanding that out of all the figures that we know in the Bible, um, certainly in Sefer Bereshit, Yosef is one of them who seems to have the greatest faith in God. Let me try and illustrate what I'm talking about. Yosef does eventually get his uh, coming out moment, his moment when he can sort of break out of prison. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And it's, of course, when uh, the Pharaoh has his very mysterious dream and he needs somebody to interpret them. And it's at that point that Yosef is brought, he gets a change of clothes and he has a haircut and a shave and he's brought to the Pharaoh. And here I turn to chapter 41, verse 15, where it says, I had this troubling dream. I can't find an interpreter, and I've heard you're the guy. You're the person who can um, solve the dream. And it says that Yosef answers Pharaoh, Biladai, not me. Elohim et shalom paro. God will answer the um, the peace of Paro. Likewise, when he finishes his interpretation, Yosef says, Chalom paro echatu et asher Elohim What God is doing, God is telling Faro. He repeats it at the end of the dream, verse thirty-two. davar ha Elohim Elohim this is going to happen very fast from God, but this is God giving you the plan. And he's constantly mentioning God's name, so much so that uh, when Pharaoh decides to take him on, he turns around to his servants, verse 38, and says, Vayome avadav, ish asher Have you ever seen somebody like this who is so imbued with the Spirit of God? I might even add that earlier on, when Yosef was still in the house of Potiphar, and Potiphar's wife is trying to seduce him, um, all the time she's uh, saying, imi, sleep with me, and Yosef refuses her very uh, absolutely. But how does he refuse her? He says, I shouldn't, can't do this because it would be a I'd be sinning to God. Yosef is always talking about God. He sees God as part of his life. And the final place where we might talk about this is when he eventually reveals his identity, his true identity to his brothers. And his brothers are like completely and utterly shocked and they don't know what to do. And he says... Um, 
chapter 45, verse um, 5. Don't be upset that you sent me here. Because God has sent me ahead of you in order to provide you food. And then he says again, God has sent me ahead of you to give you a um, remnant in the land. Even 17 years later, when his father dies and once again his brothers come to apologize to him, he says, Am I instead of God? You might have thought um, harm to me, but Elohim chashava letova. God thought it for the good. Look what we've achieved in Egypt. All the time, Yosef is a person of, of, of phenomenal belief. He sees God as accompanying him through all of his troubles and distress. Yosef has a, a quite a difficult time there from the time that he's 17 years old. And even after he becomes um, in charge of the Egyptian economy, and all the time, God is on his lips. So when I read Rashi quoting the Midrash and telling us that really Yosef was incorrect for um, putting his trust or, or trying to seed an idea through the butler and hoping that the butler would say something to Pharaoh, I somehow this doesn't ring correct. Uh, really? Should Yosef not make any sort of human initiative? Should he not put any effort? And therefore, I'd like to suggest that maybe we can read this story in the opposite direction as a story in which Yosef was correctly and appropriately proactive. And yet, still, despite the human um, endeavour, it is a story in which God is highly present. After all, the butler, in fact, recalls Yosef at precisely the correct moment when Pharaoh has had his baffling dream that all the ex experts can't decode. Um, it's at that moment that the butler remembers Yosef and brings him to Pharaoh's attention. As we read in chapter 41, verse 9, um, the butler says to Pharaoh himself, uh, says the butler, I must recall my own uh, offences. Once Paro was angry with his servants and placed me in prison. And a Hebrew youth was there, Bashamitan Unari Vri. And we told him our dreams and he interpreted them for each of us, telling each of us the meaning of his dream. Right? Whatever he said came true. And it's at that moment that Pharaoh actually sends for Yosef, takes Yosef out of jail, and he now rises to greatness. In the final analysis, Yosef does everything he could to carve out his um, emergence from the prison. But of course, it was God who aligned all the pieces to, a, to ensure a happy outcome and I'd even say more than that had the butler mentioned Joseph a month in had the butler not waited two years had he not waited he, he did he forgot Yosef what can you say but suddenly at the precise moment 
the thought of Yosef returned to the forefront of his consciousness after the text tells us that Yosef, he didn't remember him he put him out of his mind so how did he come back into his mind because one might argue it was God who jogged the butler's memory thereby putting the thought of Yosef into the forefront of his consciousness if I may quote my if I may quote uh, Rabbi Sachs um, he says this what we want to happen happens but not always when we expect or in the way that we expect it or merely because we want it to happen God is the co-author of the strict of, script of our life and sometimes as here he reminds us of this by making us wait and then taking us by surprise as I mentioned, we've said uh, Hallel. Hallel is the centerpiece of Hanukkah in so many different ways. We say a full Hallel every single day of Hanukkah. And I do think it's about how easy it is to look back at life and think that we did it all. We can look back at the victory of the Maccabees, who were brave resistance fighters and who failed an evil regime by skill, determination, and sheer grit and cunning and likewise we can look back at our lives and think possibly that our achievements are exclusively exclusively our own and yet we recite Hallel on Hanukkah and praise God because whereas we must do everything we can to succeed at the same time we must simultaneously recognize that our success is dependent on a myriad of factors that are each way beyond our control. As such, there is absolutely no contradiction between human effort and the divine hand. Both are constantly working, and there is plenty for us to do, but also a huge amount with which to thank the Almighty. And this, I think, we really learn effectively from the story of Yosef. So I want to wish you all a Shabbat Shalom, and uh, to reinforce this message we play our part, but we should also recognize when serendipitous happenings happen in our lives, when we have all sorts of different blessings. We've played a particular role, but there are many pieces for which God is responsible. And along with Yosef, we should have the name of God on our lips to thank God for the part that he plays within the fort good fortune of our lives. Thank you for listening. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you again for downloading this podcast, a production of the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts today. You can also subscribe to any of our other podcast channels by visiting us on Spotify or online at elmod.pardes.org. Tune in next week to listen to Rabbi Michael Emerson as he discusses Parashat Vayigash. Thanks for listening.